In this podcast, Pamela Barty, a Forbes 30 under 30 entrepreneur and developer of a $100 million real estate empire, will share her inspiring underdog comeback story. And along with those of her guests, she'll share how you too, as an underdog, can rise up and succeed against all odds. Here's your host, Pamela Barty. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Underdog. Today, I am so honored to have the beautiful, the amazing Natasha Sky here with me today. Natasha, how are you? I'm doing great. Pamela, what a great introduction to hear from a woman who is incredibly <laughs> successful and in the same field of real estate. It is an honor. Oh, thank you, Natasha, for being here today. I'm so excited because as we've said so many times, we share so many similarities yeah. in a way. It's like so scary. But like, Natasha, you have <laughs> so much talent. I just want to hear all about your story. I mean, you're in real estate, you're a real estate developer. You've developed over 60 properties yes in boston which is absolutely amazing you've been in this game for a long time you have your own social network with (laughs) over thirteen thousand. correct yes yep you you have big dreams of creating your own international center which she will do everyone by the way there's there's no doubt about that (laughs) and then you've got so many other things that are sort of coming this year for you what inspired your journey to where you are today and you can start wherever you like i honestly contribute everything to my family. I was born in a great family. My parents joked that I'm a fruit of love. So I'm grateful to my parents for everything. They're really my great, amazing parents, Mm -hmm. friends, mentors. Also, Pamela, what I do find that it's amazing what comes from your secure childhood is the confidence. I think I've had this incredible revelation when I was six or seven, when I was sick with pneumonia and my father said turn into good things so start drawing or do whatever makes you happy (laughs) so I started drawing and I found my talent that I have great Mm. imagination for perspective my father is an artist of course it helps he is Mm. also an engineer and has master's degree as an engineer my mom is a musician so I've combined all of that in one and I really truly love art and that actually manifest in interior design Mm. so my second degree is in interior design and architectural design from boston architectural college and from that point on i think there are some people that are born with certain entrepreneurial skill it's not a choice it's almost like what do you do when you're born and you want to be like everybody else but you know you're not pamela the most incredible things what i find is to be honest with yourself, no matter what the world thinks about you. So I asked my dad after <laughs> things what I did with the drawings, and I found that everything is possible. You can find a silver lining in any situation. I got actually healthier much faster because I was driven by the purpose. I think that defined moment when he said, turn it into something great, defined everything. I couldn't buy a bike when I was little. Of course, I lived in the Soviet Union and Ukraine, and we all lived a very similar life. So it was... Mm hard to step up and say, I want to make money as a kid. But I think at age seven or eight, I asked my dad, since you're an engineer and you work for the company that produces wine and juice, how can I make money? And he said, well, I'll give you the truck. You collect apples and uh, with the girls and you go on the trees and uh, that's your job. And then if you make money, we buy you the bike. So to tell the story shorter, that's what happened. I actually was able to make money with my girlfriends. Everybody was happy for my first entrepreneurial attempt. We all got the bikes and eventually I got violin even from this money. My mom and my dad are incredible people. Honestly, I owe to them everything. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But then of course, you know, you have to value yourself and find out what happens when you get older and the choices that we make. Mm -hmm. So the age of 16, I was lucky to be accepted uh, for Uh, my degree in journalism from Kiev Mm -hmm. University so I was the youngest and I was the smallest one so very often I had the nickname paperclip (laughs) (laughs) Paperclip? (laughs) 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 obviously that didn't stay for two because I was the youngest and the (laughs) shortest paperclip (laughs) yep well (laughs) that's a new one (laughs) luckily the new one uh, my new nickname (laughs) and chosen name is Sky Natasha Sky so (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't believe I said it. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so I was lucky. Frankly, after the Chernobyl and after the disaster and Soviet Union was breaking up at the breaking point, I was truly lucky to be entered by the best university in Kiev, in the whole wow. Ukraine, actually. The competition was super stiff. It was 50, 60 people per place. And it was an honor to be surrounded by amazing people. And it shaped my choice of freedom because mm. when I was 19 or 20, I was offered a job to work in the Ukrainian television and Radio Liberty. And I chose Radio Liberty because I could understand American style of life. And I was impressed. Yeah. And it was really great to understand that I'm a mutt and I want more than just Ukraine. Mm. I was always, always dreaming to get a better opportunities in life. And I think the close proximity defines the success. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree. I would agree. So if you're surrounded by amazing people, you actually can create success much faster. Mm -hmm. However, it took me three attempts to make it to the United States. Wow. I got a first refusal because I was young and um, in American embassy, they just said right away, you're young and you're Eastern European and you kind of come in and married and that's it. You're never going to come back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they probably were right. But eventually I entered the United States because I decided to study in St. Rose in private college, mm -hmm. study business and um, the language because my second language was Russian, then Polish, and then a little bit of German, but oh none of it God. would lead to be successful in America. Right. So I immigrated with my family about 25 years ago. And yeah. after going through a serious questions, would I be able to be a good journalist here? Probably not, mm -hmm. because it's not my native language. And, and I am competitive. I want to be one of the right. best. And if I cannot deliver to people a great clarity in speech, right. then maybe I should serve people in other dimensions. So I love people that just my nature. And honestly, there is no other bigger passion than real estate and social networks. So probably here I am, I arrived finally to both to serve people in this area. So after coming to United States with my family and after the Soviet Union collapsed, it was a clear choice for me that I would need to create a different career. And mm. I'm not afraid of challenge. Right. As you might know, none of the entrepreneurs are, right? Yeah. yeah. So eventually what happened in the good way, I had to choose a career, but I had to choose a career quickly. And sometimes when we make spontaneous decisions, they are intuitively correct for us. Yep. Even though at first we don't think so, it's the best choices. So I was not really great with my resume. So I ended up to be working as a salesperson for UPS. And it's a brown world. I had no idea how little women they had in um, this network wow. and this amazing company. However, in seven years, I made to an account executive, then to international account executive, to the management and I realized that something else is there for me. I always dreamed of having this passion for design, for art. And I started going secretly to Boston Architecture College at night. Wow. 7 to 11. <laughs> Meanwhile, when I was working in management in UPS. So I was exhausted, quite frankly. There was no social life. In the, on a weekend, I was doing architectural models. And in between, I was barely surviving. So lots of latte and espressos. Oh, my goodness. Oh, it's my right. gosh. I was driven. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, and you talked about also, too, to bring this back, but you talked about growing up in the Soviet Union and then also during the collapse of it. What was that like? Ooh, people were escaping as fast as they could. Mm. Ukraine during the collapse of the Soviet Union, I think, shrank from 54 million people to 44 million in a few years. So Yikes. you can imagine the generation of young people and how many young people decided to leave. So everything was different. So I think in a way, if you live in a country full of challenges and you become resilient, mm -hmm. I hope that's the right word. Yeah. And I think for Eastern Europeans, it's probably one of the strengths that we don't give up easily and we yeah. get up on our feet and we move again. So I know that if you truly put me in another country, I will succeed. I just yeah. have this damn confidence <laughs> <laughs> that comes with thirst. I cannot right. explain anything, but just thirst for life and thirst for bringing value to others. If you're just thinking about yourself, as you know, things don't move 
as well. And that brings me to the point where from UPS, how I became entrepreneur. Yes. I went at night to architectural school. And then when I finished, I just immediately quit that day. I didn't know anything about design. How am I going to charge clients? They don't really teach you in architectural school. Yeah. I undercharged my clients. This was incredible. Oh and that was challenging. God. And I said, fine, I'll give myself one year. And UPS gave me, by the way, one year. They said, if you will be back, we will be able to bring your management skill. And at that time, I get private shares because the company also shifted from going, I mean, oh, private to, to going public. public. Yes, huh? it was a really good move. And I got the shares. And then I said, thank you. I will never come back. Seriously, I decided like Greeks, when you when they were going to conquer other islands, they would bring the boats, they would burn them. And then people who decided to stay there, either they survive and conquer the island and will succeed or not. I think I did not think of the second choice as I just said, or yes. Or you didn't really leave an option. You were like, I'm out of here. So you did seven to five UPS executive. Yeah. And then from there, seven to 11, you did. Seven and at night, at night. 11 at night. Yes, they have special for three years. Three years. You three years. This. And then the day after you finished, you just quit. I just quit. Oh my God. They all wish me good luck. And they said, good luck after such a great job in UPS. Now you're going to be what? An interior designer? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there was no plan B at that point. You were just like, well, you were just like, I'm going to focus on design. No, quite frankly, there was... Plan B. There was the plan last B. year when architectural school got to be a little bit easier and less modeling and less architectural drawings, I had a chance to invest right away in the real estate mm -hmm. and do it over the weekend, thanks to one of the clients from UPS. He was a very successful immigrant, and I was able to convert his contract from FedEx to UPS. And he said, what are you doing here? It doesn't look like you belong to this world. I said, is it that visible? He <laughs> said, yes. <laughs> when you're ready to invest or do something great as entrepreneur, come and see me. I called him the next day. I'm like, what? I'm ready to see you. <laughs> oh my We're gosh. still incredible friends. Yes. And he said, great. What would you like to do? And I said, I'd like to invest in real estate and do the flip. I know wow. design by now. So in the way I started right away parallel in investing in real estate and my design projects and somewhere along the line it's interesting I don't know if you had this feeling when you start a new profession or new passion when you learn and when you educate other clients you become a teacher you actually shape your skills in a better way yeah and you get to know yourself more so through the many different interesting projects I find out my passion is only for design that is contemporary and modern so I clearly understood that I cannot take the clients who want a different style of life because I'm not going to be able to deliver to them what they're looking for. Right. So it is essential, I think, for any entrepreneur to be honest first yourself, first with yourself. And if you're honest with yourself, then it's going to be okay. Right. I've never, ever, I think, repeated simple project of a different, with the same design, mm -hmm. the cookie cutter. I've never been interested them in um, projects that would be very just driven by funds for mm. me it's always any interior design project that should then slowly I moved to investment and development it's always quite frankly about a unique project mm. what is it that I leave after myself as a legacy to somebody are people going to be happy living there what's the flow of the space does it yeah. have an incredible open space where which creates free thinkers yeah um, does it have interest in material or edgy materials like I implemented um, glass panels in the showers or uh, recycling chartboards from the church in the shower <laughs> that you oh can write to each other a message and some ideas simply came from practical field my mm -hmm. contractors at one point come in and they said we think you like this material and you really like Miami and California style what if we'll start for you building white buildings I'm like think of incredible views that it could be stable for many many years they're like pvc so i found pvc panels four by eight they're giant and put them on top of the buildings there are a lot of amazing things that happened after i became a designer but i had a very good clarity that a lot of people still so many years ago wanted the mixed eclectic style yeah that i've decided i only specialize in modern and contemporary and that's what my passion Mm. I will do what is honest with my heart. 
And I will attract those clients who like the same style. So here we go. That's how I started development and actually became also a landlord. I decided that I need multiple sources of income. If I want to create something beautiful and memorable in design, it does not always uh, have the speed of the project compared to other developers when they do cookie cutters, the same kitchen countertop, the same cabinets, the same bathrooms move on. Right, right. I knew it. I'm up for the challenge and I knew that my projects will take longer. So I decided to create a plan B for the income and learn about mm-hmm. multi-family projects and be a landlord. So wow. here we have lots of things in common, right? Yeah. Coaching, yep. investment, <laughs> development, <laughs> learning and understanding Massachusetts law and the code. Yes. So but... suddenly I became everything from the GC to the designer (laughs) to the investor. And that takes uh, um, an interesting skill, multitasking. It's not like we're doctors and we're doing the brain surgery, which is incredibly hard and incredible people. I think I motivate people always to invest because it's the skill that you can achieve. However, you got to have the guts. Right. And you have to have patience appreciation of the real estate it's not overnight but it's like good stock that you just wait and it goes up and the same with the real estate and you gotta understand the location 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 right right right. and for you so like you shifted into use your design and then you went into the development and construction space and then you also immediately diversified because you understood the passive income is so and i think it's because i had great teachers like i have a great admiration for tony robbins um, for Robin Sharma, which I've attended both of their seminars on a personal level and get coaches from their team. I volunteered for, for Robin Sharma in Canada, one of incredible mentors. I really enjoy Warren Buffett wisdom. Don't invest, uh, you know, all of the eggs in one basket. Yep. I truly believe in Tony Robbins' close proximity. Yep. And also by the law of greatness, you are the beast that you create yourself. I think what incredible about this man that he's a self-made uh, man and also came from a very different background than most successful people. Literally, I've never met any man who is so humble and so passionate on the stage and talks about his life that you know there is not an ounce of lies. And that's for me, I think, the most incredible thing. Mm-hmm. Authenticity, mm-hmm. self-awareness, kindness and appreciating appreciation of other people for the skills that they have i've never ever regretted coaching i hire coaches all the time if a person like tony robbins and robin sharma and warren buffett and jim rohan have coaches and oprah why is it that we think that we do not deserve constant learning from great minds right do you agree i totally agree because it's like those coaches they make you see a different perspective, right? And then they also make you reflect on your purpose and your mission. Because it's sometimes when you get caught in everyday routine, right? Like everything is happening all at once. You can't separate yourself from that. When you have a coach, you have somebody from the outside looking in and you're like, oh, whoa, right. I didn't realize it could look like that. And also I think coaches kind of push you to the next level, which you don't even know sometimes exists. Sometimes uh, you feel like you failed and I think people who are entrepreneur if they don't if they've never failed they never really tried hard enough right right so in your career Natasha in the development and construction what are some I'm not going to say failures what are some lessons that you have learned in your journey and especially in the beginning because that's when it always happens the first three to five years which are always craziness so Tough question. And of course, um, we all know the wisdom. You don't have to feel like a failure. Sometimes you do. (laughs) And that's the lesson to actually look at the life from a different perspective. So number one lesson I've learned that your best assets are the team that you work with. Mm -hmm. And at first I've hired contractors that were giving me great prices. However, they were late with projects and they could not succeed by finishing the project and in the end they would ask for more funds because they were trying to get the job and they didn't calculate correctly so i've learned that lesson that my team is my best asset because then if the project is on time it becomes successful 
Right. If the project is not on time, it fails. So it costs you much more money, frustration, and also you're not, with the four seasons in New England, you're not coming up on the market at the right time, and that could fail the project. Yeah, you Just, can lose a lot of money. You lose a lot of money. And, you're supposed to open in the spring. And then, to... exactly, you're coming up in the winter. you just much harder to sell and people are not interested in your properties. People right now are interested in probably yeah. holiday gifts. That was the greatest lesson that I've learned, number one. Number two, I had to admit to myself that besides architectural drawings and understanding the building and design skills, I really needed to get a coach and find somebody who's really successful in what I do. Because then we can repeat somebody's experience. Yep. We don't have to always invent the bicycle, right? As entrepreneurs. And that's my advice to any entrepreneurs in the beginning of um, your career. Get some great knowledge and great coach. So when I got the coach, actually the first time, my first pivot in the career when I was, uh, you know, managing UPS. (laughs) (laughs) international accounts and it was life is dandy and at night studying in architecture school that's the first time when my mentor gave me the book and he said I'm gonna give you this book but you gotta promise to read and pass it on so this knowledge Mm. so it was a book by Robin Sharma the monk who sold his Ferrari so I read the book and I said it's too good to be true I gotta find this guy <laughs> so, so I googled of course uh, Robin Sharma and here I was it was an international um, symposium of people who are entrepreneurs and who would like to develop their self-confidence and something about self-awakening mm-hmm. and I think it exactly how it called self-awakening weekend it was four days and day number one I listened carefully and I'm impressed he's probably the wisest man that I've met in my life and he speaks with such an elegance and the quotes and the wisdom that you cannot help but to admire the person who's so wise Mm. so right away I raised the hand and I asked how do I make a smooth transition from UPS to because I know what I want and I love sports and I love people but this is my passion real estate (laughs) so he said that's great you have your passion everything but in order to help you to jump I really would love to ask you to jump and I'm like are you blind jump from where i'm like from the airplanes i'm like i'm scared of the heights he's like that's exactly what you need you just answer your own questions and i said he said typically on our subconscious mind we already have an answer so i said why is it the physical state of mind would translate to the mental, mental state of mind yeah. but it's exactly what socrates said in strong body there's a strong mind that was one moment in my career that i really jumped off the airplane <laughs> and jump off my UPS boat <laughs> and opened the company and came here design. Wow. So after doing design for years and jumping into the real estate, because it was not jumping, it was actually a smooth transition. Nice. I just wanted more out of life than just designing properties. I wanted to design my own properties mm. the way the way I envision modern, contemporary full of natural light, full of materials that are friendly and not super cold with the concrete. Yeah. So I wanted the properties that would attract people who are absolutely appreciate the concept of Tadeo Ando, less is more. Mm. And that is my one of my favorite architects as well. Then it happened, everything. And I think who we are and what we are at the moment, mm-hmm. this is what we deserve. Right. And it's not my original thought, forgive me, it's Jim Rohan, yeah. <laughs> probably the original American philosopher in public speaking, mm-hmm. and he was the coach for Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah. So he's one of my favorite philosophers when I think of life, how do we define our thoughts, define our mind, and how do we define our future? Mm-hmm. So if we live in this country, the possibilities are frankly frankly they're endless yep we can become who we want we just find tons of excuses not Not to step up to our great potential and that brings me to the questions that you asked me in the past when we discussed what is it that you want to develop right that's what you ask right yeah so like basically when you first started in in the game of real estate and branching off from design and everything like what were the challenges is building a business is never easy and especially getting into construction you know and it's like you made a smooth transition in from from design which I think is beautiful but then actually 
developing, developing. I think that probably, because okay. I know for me, let me tell you, it there was were some challenges <laughs> <laughs> between contractors and just not knowing the process. Cause it was one thing, cause for me, my uncle yes. was a general contractor. So he would give me tips still. And it was just like, when I started my restaurants, like it wasn't until like, I would see my dad, you know, with his restaurant and everything like that. But until it was me doing it, it's, it's a totally different thing. I think one of the incredible things that when you are driven, you find the right resources, but you have to be coachable. If you're not coachable, there's no way to accept the lesson that life brings you. And life brings you the same lessons over and over if you're not going to fix it. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think it took seven or 10 attempts to find the right team. Wow. Seven or 10. Yeah. I don't even want to count <laughs> with the right team that I can say that I'm going <laughs> to stick for years and I trust them and they trust me and we have the right attitude towards specifically modern design, mm. towards the touches, towards redoing something if it's not right, toward the quality and honesty. That took me many years. And since I can tell you that now it's been over 17 years since I've been in design and real estate development, it is incredible to see how some project now I just walk away because I know there is not as much profit, for example. So with time comes yeah. great responsibilities and knowledge. Yeah. But if you're talking about the toughest moment, I had tougher moment than just jumping from the airplane. <laughs> <laughs> Business challenge was 2007 and 2008. I've lost a lot of properties. That would mm. be the honest answer. And when you lose your babies because every project is like a baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. You feel like you lose your ground. And suddenly, even my incredible parents are like, well, you would be totally cool right now if you would be manager for UPS. <laughs> and I'm like, parents, I love you. You've given me everything. And my father was an engineer. He also built some properties um, mm -hmm. when I was little. So I think that really honestly came also from him yes. without even realization. It's like was imprinted in my brain that I love properties and being at the construction site. So the house that we lived in, my dad built wow. and I loved it. I loved it that the, the concept that a man should raise a family, plant the apple tree and build a house. All of this was done for me when I was little with yeah. my parents and I've decided to pass the same values to my family mm -hmm. however 2007 to 2008 do you remember how hard it was to get any loan from the bank so I was in high school at that time oh yes <laughs> but but you were not getting uh, the I, I remember I remember like my parents you know just like business was really slow for their restaurant like it was yeah. like I could see sort of the magnitude of what was happening because yeah. like I saw a lot of people were losing jobs and stuff like that so I was in high school and like la la land <laughs> playing sports and stuff like that but I saw what was happening sort of around me because I worked for my parents restaurant and they would always fill me in on what's happening in the world nice. and talking to customers right but yeah it was a it rough was time not a pretty time to be a real estate developer mm. i honestly think that the banks were looking for your blood type or dna or anything to take it <laughs> in oh order to God. attach to the loan to the construction loan wow. so it's practically was impossible to really get a loan yeah. and i had a very interesting unique situation i was building uh, five commercial units in Boston, 10,000 square feet. And I had already with the Harvard Medical Facility at least triple net for 25 plus years. And I oh. built this incredible building. And then 2007 happened and the bank president, I remember that morning, called me and that was Mount Washington Bank. It does not exist anymore in business. Mount Washington Bank. Mount Washington Bank. Now it was bought by Eastern Bank which right now oh my exists. gosh and he called me and he said natasha we don't have more funds to produce for your project we're going underwater i thought it was the end of the world oh <laughs> i honestly uh, you get sick when you you know this ease comes disease comes from the this ease. <laughs> it's just the stress <laughs> So gosh. after my bank um, went underwater, I invested literally 900 into the project, but it was already with the land over a million <laughs> easily into the project in two years of my hard work. 
I had to get all of the zoning pass and in front of the Franklin Zoo, I plan to build a building like a boat to build for, for, for the commercial medical building facility. And then I knew that no bank will give me the loan because all banks stopped giving out commercial loans. In order to go, I put my sleeves up. I decided to take the private loan. Mm. And the private loan very often calls the shark loan. The shark loan. Right. Oh. And the shark loan is called for a reason. Oh. Yeah, can, they can eat you pretty quickly. Oh. <laughs> you don't move. <laughs> so luckily, I think for me, it was not the matter of giving out everything to the bank, what I had uh, to the private bank. What happened, I actually was able to sell the building even embarrassed to say it uh, on the internet, but that's the truth about entrepreneurs. Sometimes you put that much money and then yep. you sell it for a zero just to right. move on. Just to move on. Just to move on. So there was $100,000 only left to finish the building. So the neighbor who owned the pizzeria actually bought the building and he's successful and the building is functioning well. So I'm happy for him. I never have regrets except for questions why did I invest so unsmartly so you, you mm, ask yourself the question right. that was probably my choice to invest and not to have the cushion so every time you learn a lesson so that was my biggest lesson ever right. now I rec- I now I invest in the right locations and I mostly invest in residential mm. and here we go the second that taught me the lesson that I probably like residential investments i like mm. the design more i like the stability and i like the the fact that people always need to live and people always yep. multiply mm-hmm. in this world people always multiply That's and massachusetts very <laughs> absolutely especially during the pandemic imagine <laughs> i let me tell you how many people i know that are pregnant right now well like go so it's amazing right so when you said multiply i was like <laughs> Huh. Well, that's the baby boomers happened after the Second World War, right? Really? Yes. That's, that's why. why they call baby. That's right. So this is weird. So COVID would be after COVID. Is baby boomer too. Right. It would be like, the- <laughs> <laughs> hopefully they would be like Corona babies or something. Corona babies. Rona babies. <laughs> Rona babies. Oh my God. Let's wow. not call them that way. <laughs> We'll come up with something. But I think, wow. I think, um, wow. I didn't even think about that. What's great about it, right? That we will need to continue developing properties. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh my goodness. So wow. then after 2007 and 2008, I was able to save some of my investments and I was grateful for the lesson. Mm. It was the biggest life lesson ever. So I've changed my investments. I've changed my strategy. I've changed the team that I was working with. I only am super consistent with my incredible mentor and friend, Richard Branson, who is uh, a real estate attorney and who went to Harvard, to your, yep. your alma mater. And he's been my incredible attorney, real estate attorney for many years. And he is related to the famous Richard Branson. So is I, he really? Yeah. Richard, I was my like, family, yeah. that's so yep. funny. It's what? interesting, yeah. I was like, Richard Branson. Right. Richard Branson. Yes. <laughs> I am my own Richard That's Branson. So funny. Oh my gosh. And I love him to death. And I have I was always lucky to attract incredible people, Pamela. Probably mm. it seems like you we have that in common. Yes. I was yes. always able to find my way out of the tough situation by believing in people who surround me, by believing that I will attract the right situation the right people by believing in myself right and believing in my family that I have an incredible support from uh, by supporting them when they need me and it always gives goes both ways it's like a boomerang I think what you project to the world comes back to you so yes I, I truly believe what I have in my life I deserve because of my skills yeah. and what I don't have and I want to have I'm not there because I did not deserve yet mm. Right. So that's the biggest lesson to understand that no need to play victim. No need to blame others. Oh, they have better conditions in life. No. Let's look at incredible people who are entrepreneurs and Uh they came from very similar background as you and I have. Let's look at the entrepreneurs who 
are immigrants and in charge of Google or eBay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right. Or incredible people who are just not even in immigrants, but decided to be entrepreneurs and decided I'm going to do it no matter what. Right. Right. So that's, that's the advice that I would give to, I think, any young entrepreneur. Learn from the past. Uh, however, never lose your resilience and until you get really where you want to go. Right. So it, as you know, it shifts every time when we look at business, we need to gain new knowledge. How yeah. do we establish LLC? What's the difference between real estate trust and LLC? How do you do taxes? You need to delegate to the right people also. Right. Your skills. And right. this is the skill that I'm still learning. You're much ahead of me in hiring the right assistants. <laughs> but this is the skill that I've learned that I cannot do everything myself. And I, right. neither do I want to do my taxes myself or the finances or the cleaning. It's a really great skill to delegate. Right. But I appreciate every single person. Right. My cleaning lady became incredible friend. My real estate advisor my real estate agents, I really appreciate people equally and um, very lucky to have this group of Europeans in Boston who has been an amazing um, network for yeah. everybody. So that is the skill that I was, for the longest time, I was not even thinking of closely monetizing. Them. Mm. So when the 2007 and 2008 happened, that's where I decided what do you think? Oh. <laughs> to delegate wow. myself uh, in my energy to something else and not to put again all of the best all of the all eggs in one basket. Correct. Oh. So I decided I'm going to do something that does not require an investment right now. Hmm. I'm going to take a little break from the real estate. I'm going to come back to it strongly, but I just want a little bit of a fun. So. <laughs> Awesome. There was incredible Polish woman who just uh, started the group with 10 people and she wanted to date a Polish man and she found him right away. Her mission was accomplished and she decided to pass it in writing the group to me. And at one point I collaborated with many people and I decided that the events that I do, I'd like to have continuous new aspect and different events. So I started from the small events with the immigrants playing soccer to go to the beach. <laughs> we went to later than we went to try Ferrari or an events that would be advertisements for incredible car dealership right. or La Perla. Then we started doing fashion show. And eventually I got to the levels where I was offered an opportunity to work with the Bulgarian president to do an event for him and with the Estonian ambassador, with Ukrainian ambassador. It was a lot of fun. Through the group, through yes. the social network that yes. Europeans of Boston. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so that was basically your pivot in 2007, 2008, when everything yes. was kind of happening, you redirected yes. your energy. So here's another great huh. fix. What I find is creating new memories and creating new history. When something is at the position where you're on a crossroads and you decide to take the less traveled road or the typical road mm -hmm. that entrepreneur would never take the typical road you would take the less right. traveled however having a little bit of fun does not hurt no nope. and I had an incredible time with this group I mean from mentors I found another mentor of mine that came from this group is an incredible person who I'm really grateful and he's Armenian who was uh, in the jury duty of the Olympic Games for 27 years. He was wow. also an Olympic athlete. What? Yes, yes. His uh, <laughs> name is Paul Varady, and I'm quite grateful for his skills. And he is the visionary. So when I, when I say that this group brought to me an incredible amount of um, bright, ambitious people and fun and artists and everybody from all walks of life who have one thing in common, they're mostly expats. And it turned out to be that at first it was Europeans in Boston. Then I added one degree global because the group became global and wow. international. And people who are coming from Brazil wow. or, or some, some people were coming from India and they're like, how come we're not included? And I decided Aww. to keep the original name, but however, added something. And um, that group was really my gateway to a new fun phase in life. And I realized that I also incredibly 
miss people and I am ready to do this one even for free because it's so much fun so when you do something that you feel like money don't matter and then real estate you can make much more but you're still doing parallel I realized that I do have passions for both Mm. that's crazy right no it's beautiful it's beautiful because (laughs) you're taking your passions and you're just making them happen you know what I mean like it I don't think it's crazy I think they actually go hand in hand with each other and they actually complement each other right I realized that only lately I Mm. honestly at first I was like how do I combine my events and building real estate you can of course invite people to your buildings which never been a problem I've rented a lot of spaces thanks to this group of course and I've sold some properties uh, thanks to our members it had mutual benefits without me planning it ahead of it yes however lately I came up that I need to combine it literally physically in one location yeah so right before the COVID I came up with this plan that I'm going to build an international center one degree global in the city of Boston and then boom another pivot COVID happened Ah! (laughs) honestly who is going to come to your building even if you build right even if I would start for events right last winter and now in a year it's built here we are right a year later almost it started in March and now we're almost a year into COVID and who knows when it's going to be done so you learn how to be flexible and business as entrepreneur how to be self-reliable but also trust the good team that you have in place Mm -hmm. and you also you have to get the knowledge and now my new knowledge would be really to establish this group um on a different level and definitely incorporate zoom and podcasts which you're doing great and uh, all of the media i think social media is incredible what's happening and uh, to see that now the whole world is in our little phone is just mind-blowing how impressive that we live through this time where we can take components so i see it all as an advantage and um, there is a silver lining like i said there even after the COVID which is crazy I mean listening to like your life story and seeing how everything is so interconnected even though at the time you might have thought it wasn't right so like your relationships at UPS led you to to real estate and then your passion for design started when you were younger yeah you know since you were 66 years old yes everything has a parallel everything has a reason and like these steps like you know when you also when you established your social network you didn't think it was going to be something so huge as as how it's grown to now thirteen thousand members and then eventually to build a center but everything was like interconnected and it's like every single time I feel like you've kept your energies kind of going every single time and like just been super passionate and brought in the right people you've attracted the right people through your mindset so that's what I was also going to ask you as a question to you like what kept your mind sort of going like what was like your mantra or like belief that kept you rolling throughout even the hardest times where you couldn't really see the light at the end of the tunnel but you were like okay I know there's something better like what was like your mindset the mindset I think it's thirst for success Mm. I I think it's like undeniable desire like I'm gonna get through this no matter what (laughs) nobody can stop me because I've decided yes (laughs) once when you make decision we have the song in Ukrainian if you love you truly love if you kill you truly kill it's not the right translation however I mean pour your heart a thousand percent into yes. something that you love not 100 yeah. but truly 1000 percent where you could feel i sleep well i love what i do i love people i can tell you honestly <laughs> this comes from uh, even my son said i should be more selective <laughs> <laughs> my seven-year-old <laughs> which is incredible but I don't want to. Even right. to your son, you can say no. I said that I should be very selective with my close, close friends. Yeah. But the social network that I have, I admire people, how they want to be connected for professional reasons, for personal reasons, for the sense of community. Right. No man is an island. I don't believe that we should function on our own, staying at home, and that this is going to be forever. I 
don't believe for a second. I know we're strong as a society. We're going to overcome pandemic. Yeah. We're going to celebrate our connection. And then we're going to have amazing parties and connections and social network. And yeah. that would be a great time and amazing for me to create international center in the city of Boston, yeah. which I honestly would love to ask any of your listeners and admirers mm-hmm. <laughs> that if there is a great idea that people can collaborate for international center including embassies and entrepreneurs mm-hmm. i would be glad to uh, collaborate which right now i'm collaborating with two international organizations already that it's mm-hmm. coming up product soon and anybody who would be interested in involving or being a business partner mm-hmm. i'm very open and i think essentially what city of boston is missing a place of a voice for international people mm-hmm. where everything is connected where we can have we don't have to be necessarily a sanctuary city that protects immigrants we can actually have our own funds our own place for the voice our mm-hmm. own celebrations of multiple cultures even a crazy idea even a restaurant with multiple dishes from different yeah. cultures different cuisines so that is my next fashion in life and also share the knowledge for entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. if somebody would like to have coaching it's certainly not as easy to explain just in one day yes yeah i I think you would agree that everything takes time to have a child it takes time to have a business it takes time if somebody will tell you that everything is easy in real estate i would laugh yes because it's not true (laughs) it's the strangest subject and because there are not as many women in construction. Yes. Pamela, I admire you tremendously. I admire and, you. <laughs> well, I'm a little bit older than you and you're much younger and you started right away. It's amazing. <laughs> and th- the way you are driven with passion, joining mastermind groups, you're crazy about coaching because we both have that passion. Mm-hmm. And also my admiration for you that you have a thirst to help others and that's how I would define my mission in life like if I can encourage people to improve their self net worth and their beliefs in themselves Mm -hmm. that confidence is number one that should be taught in school absolutely and that ties in with like emotional intelligence right and like all these different things that you know it blows my mind that we don't learn these things in school like It also blows my mind different things that like I have to learn algebra, which has nothing to do with nothing, but I don't know what an interest rate is by the time I graduate high school. Meanwhile, I'm signing documents for like loans or whatever for for college, you know, like that stuff like that, like blows my mind too. So it's not just, you know, there's a lot of things that are missing from school, but emotional intelligence is huge. It's huge. Why is it that depression rates are going up? Because nobody knows how to deal with internal internal emotions Emotions, yes and these are things that I've seen play out like people that are older like and you just like what so there's so many things that you mentioned that I'm like see I get very passionate when it comes to like like, because you're just like "Ah!" because you know you know (laughs) damn it why is this not taught in school you know but emotional intelligence like you were saying is very key it's key and also the key I think is in if you want to change the world you got to change yourself Exactly. So we were talking with you earlier about the application calm yep. that I downloaded and the breathing, simple exercise of breathing and getting oxygen to our body is something that I've discovered a long time ago, but I was not consistent. Yep. So I can tell from my humble part of the heart, I recommend it to anyone, simple exercise of breathing of five, 10 minutes in the morning when you wake up to work on your mind, to work on yourself, because everything we project our thoughts our desires and our world first is formulated in our brain like on a fresh canvas Mm. if we believe in ourselves we can create it if we don't we probably will not be able to to create it right so i think therefore i am right yes that's correct (laughs) that's correct but if you can't process emotion right through emotional intelligence in your own mind how can you produce anything right so it's like because if you're not because if you're not aware how can you react to it right well that's kind of how it was trained you weren't trained to question or be aware of your consciousness and there's there's a whole nother thing to all of that but but like you said how are you going to win if you're not right within 
how and how are you going to attract the people that you want to attract and be intentional about every aspect of your life right so that brings me to yeah. my coach bob proctor I, yes who wrote the secret and i'm incredibly grateful that i signed up for the yeah. membership for the coaching with him because um, this is a very different way of thinking about life and how you think of multiple source of income and parallel you take care of your body your mind yeah and this is the only body that we have right so we better treat it right mm-hmm. and i remember an interesting quote that robin sharma said <laughs> that some people spent their whole health in order to gain the wealth mm. but then they spent all their wealth in order to gain their health, their health. And wow. I never forgotten because I definitely seen some incredibly successful people who are struggling with their health. And mm. that's why I think from my whole, in my, my whole life, I was a runner. I was doing a lot of triathlons and marathons and I qualified for Boston Marathon. Then I ran it. And now I'm coming back to myself. There was a yeah. tougher moment in my life when I paid attention, incredibly concentrated so well and so much on the career, career. and buildings and personal life that I truly forgot about myself. And mm. that will never happen again. Right. I've learned the greater lesson, the greatest lesson in business. And I'm sure there are a lot of lessons ahead, but one incredible, powerful things that I would never give up is unlearning. If you're constantly learning and you're accepting new technology, new knowledge that comes your way, new people, And quite frankly, I also had partnership that didn't work. It hurts. It absolutely hurts when you have the partnership that you truly trust and then it doesn't work. You yeah. do feel that you made wrong choice and probably you did. So it's time to learn from mistakes and move on. But nobody ever will stop my heart from trusting again. But now I feel like yeah, it's an improved no version of Natasha. <laughs> right. <laughs> that I learn mistakes that I can pass on to generations. And through yeah. mistakes, you also can teach great lessons. It teaches you great lessons to, first of all, to improve, work on yourself. What is it in me that I've attracted this partner? What is it that I need to do in order to make better choices? I'm also incredibly grateful for partners that I had that I've served them well and they've served me well. Mm -hmm. And at one point or another, you just grow in a different directions and you're being grateful and they become friends for a lifetime. There is a lot of things to be grateful. And for entrepreneurs, I highly recommend to start the morning routine with the gratitude. Absolutely. I was going to say, what's your biggest piece of advice right now? But I think that that's a perfect. The one that we're talking about gratitude probably is number yes. one. Yep. I would say that There is not a day that goes by that I don't start my day with calm application, which is breathing. And then um, absolutely exercise. And then when I come back, I have my great cappuccino, which I love. <laughs> <laughs> and then not so calmly, I write my gratitude. <laughs> Ten things that I'm grateful for. Gotcha. And three things, I write what I wish for the world and for myself. Three things things or three people I should say that you are not on the best terms at the moment but I wish them well I wish them love and I send them success and this is for people that are at the on moment your... are not on my favorite list <laughs> I was gonna say the ish list yes ish yeah list. the ish list, <laughs> the ish list. That's, that's how so, we're gonna so call it you now. have to wish good on your ish list yes that's hard that's hard that but hard. that's the wisdom that I've learned from my coaches mm. there's no way to project to the world something that you are not willing to accept as a boomerang back so basically mm. in the simple terms what you resist will persist does it make, make sense? sense it does it does and it's also too because you want to exude the good energy you don't want to be like oh you know hold anything in for those people right because so it, it just hurts you. us it hurts every At person that we keep resentment against anybody Yeah, so I think right. something, if you imagine you really, and you work hard, not just the law of attraction, <laughs> that you just would like to attract things and then you pray every day and that's going to happen. Right. I think was truly with honestly yeah. good hard work. And I don't know any entrepreneur who mm -hmm. said that everything is easy and I deserve this and it just came easily to me. Right. So, but however, coming back to the law of attraction, I do believe that we attract what we think. Have you ever experienced this? many times and it scares me every time it scares me in a good way i'm like i just thought about this you know you know somebody right. pops up that you thought about like 
that day you'll see them or the next day you'll see them or you know you're envisioning something that you're like i want this to happen i want to see this go and take off and do this and then all of a sudden it does and then it's in bad ways too not just positive but like even when you think about something negative and then it ends up happening because if you think about you know when you have a rough day when you start from the minute you wake up and you're stressed out that whole day if you're not consciously aware is going to be a crap day absolutely if you allow it to be you know if if you're if you just react and you don't respond to it right away because there's been days that that's happened to me or you start you like oversleep or whatever and you get up and you're just like frazzled and all this and then you gotta like sit down and be like hold on this day is gonna consume me if i allow it to right but i can change the energy while i'm aware of it so i i'm a hundred thousand percent with you that the law of attraction the energy it's it's like absolutely amazing yes and the one of the fun quotes that I've heard from my coaches is the load is as heavy as we take. Hmm. So you can walk with the visible rock on your head that's visible to others, right? Yeah. Because of the energy. And sometimes there are days when you just said, I truly deserve this. I deserve to attract incredible people. And you make a choice, a conscious choice, what will happen to your life and how would you like to see it? And you actually, I don't know if... Um, you have your goal card, but I do have my goal card that I physically touch it and I look at it mm. because it's a great reminder what is it that my goal is at the moment in life. And when you have a goal and you're driven, then you're unstoppable. Yeah. And there are, of course, days when you just like, oh, I just don't feel like working today or I don't feel like exercising today because it's so <laughs> raining outside. Right. But you do it anyway. Right. And the consistency is number one, the key. I've never really realized that you can never gain a lot of weight overnight or lose a lot of weight overnight, right? right. Everything takes time. Gradually. Either you gain weight gradually, either you lose weight. The same in business principle. Mm-hmm. If we practice um, every day our business and we learn something new, a skill, then we actually can gain to the place, uh, be at the place where we, where we set in our mind. Mm. But how do you set the goal without knowing? And how do you take the road without knowing the final destination? If you, Pamela, will sit down right now in the car and you don't know where you're going, where are you going to end up? Right. Just driving. Who knows? In New York or Maine? Chick-fil-A. <laughs> and then 14 days of quarantine. <laughs> so the, the whole point, you know, with entrepreneurs i think most entrepreneurs would agree that we need to have certain goals in writing by certain day be incredibly specific to have a vision board which Mm -hmm. most people would say well it's just a fairy story it's not Mm -hmm. i i I completely believe in setting the goals and um, understanding in the end of the year where so how far you've come and adjust what's not working Mm -hmm. there are some goals that been that I overachieved and then there's some goals been that I was like I thought it's great at it but I'm not mm. so maybe I should delegate somebody to do my uh, receipts and the accounting system mm-hmm. maybe I'm not the greatest at it and it's okay to admit right you need right. to know where your strengths and where your weaknesses yeah would you you're great in delegating, right? Me? No, it still takes some time. It's hard to release your babies. It always <laughs> is. But then you got it. Then you realize I cannot be as efficient as I want to be if I don't do this. So I need to figure out how I'm going to do this, you know, and it's hard to like get there, delegate and then scale, you know, to, to put that trust in your brand, you know, the, the yeah. brand that you have worked years and years to build, you know, for you and the design and the construction and development and then also with your network. Right. right to be able to pass that along and it's just like that's my you know <laughs> but you have to in order to grow yes right you have to in order to grow so I think that's the hard part but it's it's the reality of entrepreneurship is like the tough part of scaling scaling and delegating and what comes to my mind when you're saying that you know it's never too late to become who you might have been for the famous quote yes that I like that at any point of life you can change and take it to the next level yep. and challenge yourself. It's tough sometimes, it's challenging, 
I definitely never built an international center. <laughs> right. But I know that I'm combining here my passion for network for people yeah. and combining my design passion and real estate development. Yeah. And some of the buildings were easier to build than others. Yeah. All of that comes to point and pivot in my life to the next chapter in my life. So yeah. I would be so grateful if people can reach out for the social network or for international yeah. center, one degree global. And yeah, you can easily find me on LinkedIn or Facebook uh, as Natasha Sky. Yeah. Simple you. as that. Thank you so much for being here today. Natasha. She's such You're an amazing. Honor. You're amazing. You're such an honor to have you. And such honestly, an honor. so excited for the future, for your future. And I know we're going to grow you. together too, just Absolutely. in general. But, you know, everyone, Natasha Sky, she is out of this world. The only dream that I've been chasing is my own. So that's it for today's episode of Underdog. Head on over to iTunes and subscribe to the show. One lucky listener every single week that posts a review on iTunes will win a chance in the grand prize drawing to win a private VIP day with Pamela herself in Boston, Massachusetts. Be sure to go to theunderdogshow.com and pick up a copy of Pamela's free gift. And join us on the next episode. Oh,